Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Mid-South Moments. This week I'll be looking at the February 11th, 1984 episode and I'll be flying solo. So, um, we have a departure from usual as there's no Bill Watts at the desk this week and instead we have Boyd Pearce wearing the same suit as last week, which I think is a bit sloppy, and the junkyard dog on commentary. Um, that's a 0 out of 10 on the fashion stakes for me, Ree Boyd. JYD says it's always a pleasure to be out there with the fans and he expects an exciting programme. Boyd warns him to enjoy it with him and tell the people what he feels in his heart, but not to interfere because he knows what will happen, i.e. referring back to a fine that Magnum TA got when he was on commentary a few weeks back. And now, the thing I've been waiting for all week, the Magnum TA video package. Boyd Pierce says that Magnum trains hard, but sometimes he needs rest and relaxation. The arrhythmic sweet dreams is a surprising but welcome choice for this video, and it blares out as, of course, they immediately show a car, a Rolls-Royce, as is always the case in these videos. Magnum walks out of a building and presumably his chauffeur opens the door. Then he's elbowing Kamala in the ring. Then he's signing autographs. Then sitting backstage looking in a mirror. Belly to belly on the missing link. Forearm on King Kong Bundy. Then he's looking cool backstage in a leather jacket. The next shot is in the jacket but the shirt is off and there's a lady smiling at him. In ring action, then a big zoom in on him topless and flexing his pecs. Then he's sitting down and someone is kneeling down, shining what appears to be his alligator boots. Then he's dancing with a different woman. Romance factor is high. What a cad. More in reaction. And now he's snogging one woman and then he moves in for a kiss on another. Unbelievable. Back outside, it shows the car. He drop kicks Kamala. Then he gets out of the car in another shot, kisses a woman on the cheek, and then appears to walk back into the very same building he's just walked out of. This was fantastic probably the best thing I've seen in all of the episodes of Mid-South Wrestling that I've sat through so far. Just incredible. So Jim Ross is our ring announcer this week and introduces first from Nashville, Tommy Heggie, aka Noel Edmonds, and Brian Adidas, always struggle with that one, who appears to be on the job squad this week. And here's Jim Cornette in a sailor's hat, of course. He says that Bill Watts has made some derogatory statements about he and his men and some insinuations about him and his mother. He says not to push it, Bill Watts, because if he does end up pushing it, the Cornette family will end up buying a controlling interest in Mid-South Wrestling and he'd have to take the decision as to whether to fire him or make him stay and work for him. Then he introduces what he calls the greatest, best-looking, fastest and most talented team in all of wrestling, the Midnight Express. There's a new graphic at the bottom of the screen which introduces the Midnight Express and misses out the E at the, bottom, at the end of Jim Cornette's name, which is rather embarrassing. And the Express are out in new and rather vile green pants. JYD says that Magnum TA is living every man's dream in a chauffeur-driven Rolls-Royce. Um, Boyd says that he doesn't like what Cornette said about Cowboy Bill Watts. Watts is his friend, and if Cornette has got a problem with Watts, he's going to have to go through him. I must say, JYD is incredibly fast-speaking on commentary, and it's a little bit difficult to follow, uh, partially because um, of that, and partially my poor hearing. I'm advancing in age at uh, 38, going on 39, and partially the quality of the episode on YouTube, which is a little bit shaky in, in patches. Um, there's a few rough exchanges early on with Adidas before he tags out. Eaton hits a beautiful elbow on Heggy, um, and Conjury with a great power slam off the ropes before they eventually hit their deadly looking finisher for the win in 427. Um, there wasn't much to this. Um, it wasn't classic Midnight Express, um, basically an extended squash. Next up, we have Masaito versus Leaping Lanny Poffo in the first round of the TV, TV title tournament. So it's going to be interesting to see what tactics Ito adopts here, given his recent disqualifications. So back from the break, Ross is in the ring and he introduces both men. 
As I mentioned, I'm not sure quite how Ito has qualified for this tournament, given that he's got a 100% loss record at the moment. Um, Poffo gets a decent reaction from the crowd in spite of his push slowing in recent weeks. Um, JYD says he's been in the ring with Ito and he is a man to be reckoned with. Poffo starts an offense, which is more than Rick Rude got in a few weeks ago. Um, he takes down Ito with a headlock until Ito makes it back to his feet and comes out with a leg breaker, which Poffo sells like he's caused some serious injury. Ito takes over at this point and starts working over the leg with some good-looking offense. Boyd proudly says that Mid-South is the greatest example of professional wrestling in the world. Poffo comes back into the match with some good-looking punches and knocks Ito down, who seems to be somewhat a different wrestler this week from the one who just couldn't be hurt. So, the, so that air of invincibility has gone somewhat. Ito begs off before catching Poffo with a double chop to the throat. and Poffo does an incredible-looking slow fall off that chop. Off a chop, I should say. Poffo hits a slingshot splash for a two count. Ito then starts choking Poffo on the ropes before the ref breaks. Um, Ito then rakes his face, uh, rakes Poffo's face and Poffo heads to the outside. Um, Lanny, ta- ta- Lanny takes back over when he gets in, hits a big drop kick but can't follow up with a pin as Ito is under the ropes. Ito is then back on top and he hits a big up kick um, on Poffo and then a splash for the win in just under seven minutes. So he advances to face Terry Taylor and what we're advised is four weeks time. After the break, we're back in ring and Jim Ross informs that this is the first standby match of the evening and it will be between Larry Santana and one half of the tag team champions, Mr. Wrestling 2. JYD on commentary says that Mr. Wrestling 2 has a lot of things on his mind with the Midnight Express and Jim Cornette and all the things that have happened to them in recent weeks. JYD says that most people wouldn't bother helping other people out, but that Mr. Wrestling 2 is one of a kind for what he's done for Magnum TA. 2 is completely on top here and Santana can't get anything in at all. Two hits his great-looking knee lift for the win in 2.45, and right at the bell, the Express hit the ring and attacked two. Apologies if you can hear a bell in the background. That is my cat, Mabel, on her scratching post. So she's obviously not respecting her father, who's trying to put a podcast together, and now she's wandered off. Um, So at the bell, the Midnight Express run out and attack Mr. Wrestling 2. Um, and then JYD is saying on commentary how hard it is to not interfere and wonders where TA is. The Express tried to take off the mask and JYD can take no more and he hits the ring for the save. Finally, Magnum makes it out as well, a little bit delayed. And I wonder whether this delay of TA is going to play into what you feel must be the turn from two at some point in the coming weeks. So next up is a talk with JYD, who is at ringside with Jim Ross. Ross wants him to talk about his match next week with Nikolai Volkov. JYD says he knows it's going to cost him $2,500 in fines for what happened in him leaving the commentary desk to save Mr. Wrestling 2. He says he knows it could be him next and he would do it all over again. On re the $10,000 prize, he says he needs that money like a hog needs slop. Out comes Kosha Darso and Nikolai Volkov before they get separated by referees. JYD gets in the ring and Volkov eventually follows and they go at it. On the outside, Terry Taylor has come out and him and Darso trade punches. Masaito then comes out of nowhere and heads in and takes out JYD with a throat kick and attacks him with his deadly chokehold. Taylor is on top of Darso on the outside. Joe Savoldi tries to make the save for JYD, but he takes a shot from Ito and is hurled into a ring post. And there's a big melee. Others come out before order is eventually restored. So after the break, Ross is back in ring to introduce Nikolai Volkov and Krusha Darso, who will be taking on George Weingroff and John King. 
Ross informs us that the cra- that informs us that Nikolai Volkov will be singing the Russian anthem, Russian national anthem, which again is not the WF version. I think this guy makes it up as he goes along. Um, this time, no one interferes. Volkov makes it all the way through, and an excellent sign of sportsmanship for once in Mid South Wrestling. On commentary, Boyd says that there are two things that are really getting him to now, getting to him now in Mid South, having been there since the very start. The turncoat crusher Darso and that arrogant punk Jim Cornette. So now we have a new combo on commentary with Ross and Pierce for the first time. Ross says that next week is the one week of Mid-South Wrestling that you definitely don't want to miss because of the match between the Junkyard Dog and Nikolai Volkov in the television title tournament. Darso is looking crisp as usual and he gets the win with his backbreaker submission. Thankfully for Weingroff and King, neither man has to take Volkov's brutally stiff and dangerous-looking finisher. After the break, Jim the Anvil Nightheart is in action versus Jerry Gray, who is the Lex Luger Greg Valentine lookalike. Pierce says that two weeks today, Nightheart and Reed will go up against each other in the TV title tournament. So these two former tag team champions will be going up against each other um, with the hope that one of them can advance towards that Olympic-style medal and the $10,000. Ross is back on commentary and he reaffirms that the comments from Connett about Bill Watts were unwelcome and uncalled for. Ross also puts over Nightheart's American football and shot put achievements. Uh, And Ross says that he's refereed many Nightheart matches and he's not sure he's ever seen a more brutal individual. Nightheart eventually hits his fallaway slam for the win in 2.16. Um, They are really squeezing the matches in here as we now have Terry Taylor versus Tom Lentz, even though there's barely five minutes of TV time remaining. Ross announces this is the fifth standby match in Mid-South this week. I'm not sure why that's relevant. Taylor gets a nice reaction from the crowd. And Boyd Pierce describes him as the ladies' heartthrob. Boyd tries to think of a compliment for Lentz who can only come up with rugged. I guess that's probably similar to perhaps a lady going out with a guy or a guy going out with a girl. Or a guy going out with a guy, a girl going out with a girl. It's all good here. And saying they didn't really think much of their looks, but they had a good sense of humour. Um, Ross says, when you're, on, when you're on the number one wrestling programme in the world, when you can become the TV champion and win $10,000, all of the wrestlers are going for go are going to go for broke. Taylor looks good here and wins with his flying forearm in 211. The commentators call explosive. As it cuts back to the desk, Jim Ross gets up and he picks up the cardboard sheet with the TV title tournament bracket on it, while Boyd announces another Rock and Roll Express video package. This time to Van Halen with their tune Beautiful Girls. So this starts with what appears to be jackets then it go and then it moves in ring shows wrestling boots back and forth i don't like the song very much they're walking outside and into the same bloody building again in those matching t-shirts there's a few new ring new in-ring clips here it's the jukebox again and the car crikey they really are milking these clips there's way too long of a shot of them standing by a car they're nodding again at the jukebox presumably they're really pleased with their selection hopefully not this van halen song because it's absolutely awful Back in ring, Robert Gibson rather... Back in ring, some clips there. And then outside of the ring, Robert Gibson is rather forcefully kissing a girl. There's another car shot, more in-ring action, and it ends with the two shaking hands, but in a cool way rather than a traditional handshake greeting. Their first video package a few weeks ago was a real highlight, but this was largely retread and we just didn't need to see it again. So back at the desk, uh, and Jim Ross shows the updated bracket and reconfirms that next week's big match is Junkyard Dog versus Volkov. 
Boyd goes over that again and then he announces that Wendy Richter will be here versus Princess Victoria and they show a picture on screen of presumably both ladies though no, neither lady in the picture looks particularly like the WrestleMania 1 Richter which is just over a year on from when this show was recorded. And um, Boyd says that finally, at long last, the Rock and Roll Express will de- be here next week. So no more car shots, no more walking out of buildings in matching t-shirts. They're actually finally going to debut. Boyd runs through the cameramen, the director, and thanks the fans as they seem to be trying to fill time again. Um, I get the feeling on some of these tapings that perhaps when they're at towards the end of their that week that week of tapings, I'm not sure how many actual TV episodes they tape at a time, probably three or four. Um, They tend to fill time a little bit. Um, This week, the Magnum TA video package was just phenomenal. I can't speak highly enough of that. Everything else felt a little bit just there to me. Um, Not too much storyline advanced. Um, And while Ito and Poffo was okay, um, there wasn't a huge amount to it. Um, And dare I say as well, um, but I personally and felt the show really missed Bill Watts' commentary um, and narration on it as well. Um, So there we go. That is the February 11th, 1984 episode of Mid-South Wrestling. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please head over to iTunes where you can subscribe And perhaps you'll even be kind enough to leave me a lovely five-star review, which would absolutely make my day. If you're interested in guest hosting, please contact me via the Mid-South Moments Twitter account, which is at MidMoments. And I look forward to speaking to you all again very, very soon.